We have been on a sugar kick lately in this podcast. We've been talking about sugar and sugar replacers and gut health and microbiome. And today we're actually talking about how your gut may actually be responsible for sugar cravings. Um, We're going to talk about the science of it, a few of the different mechanisms behind it. I promise I won't lose you in the science, so just hang on with me and we'll get through it together. Um, But it's really important for you to understand the science so that you understand the why and the how so that then you're able to go know the what. Um, So stick with it. Stay with me. We're going to get through some science and then I'm going to send you on your merry way with a few action items to actually finally conquer those sugar cravings over the long term without relying on hacks or tricks that always end you up feeling frustrated and like you're not making progress. So here we go. Hey everyone, welcome to the Nourished and Thriving Show. I'm your host, Katie Lovett. I'm a registered dietitian on a mission to help you increase your impact and legacy on the world while healing your gut and reducing your IBS symptoms. I'm so grateful to have you here. Each week, I'll inspire you to live vibrantly and provide valuable resources and information that empowers you to take bold action towards your health goals. Before we dive in, make sure you follow or subscribe to my show wherever you're listening so you never miss an episode. Ready? Let's go. All right, guys, today we are talking about how your gut may actually be responsible for your sugar cravings. We've been talking a lot about sugar the last few weeks. We've talked about, you know, the new Splenda sucralose study that came out a few weeks ago. So make sure you go check that out. I've been talking about sugar and sweeteners and all of that over on my Instagram. So if you're not following me there, definitely go check that out. So we're having a larger conversation across multiple platforms and you don't want to be missing out. So today we're talking about how your gut might be actually causing your sugar cravings. This is not something that we want, right? So what exactly is the problem with sugar? Why does it even matter? Well, if we're just looking outside of our gut health and looking at our own overall health, we know that sugar increases inflammation throughout the entire body. And there really isn't a chronic disease out there that's not driven by inflammation. So not good, right? If you're wanting to improve your quality of life, live to an older age, you know, with a good quality of life and arrive there, being able to do the things that you love doing and that you enjoy doing and surround yourself with, you know, people who you love being around. You want to avoid those chronic diseases such as type two diabetes and all that comes with that cardiovascular disease, even cancer and Alzheimer's disease, Parkinson's, Those are Alzheimer's is now called type three diabetes in some places because it's still a blood sugar control issue. And if you're eating a lot of sugar, it does not help your blood sugar control. Now there's studies that have come out that have shown, you know, really, you know, the issue is being driven by insulin, too much insulin, you know, but the insulin is, you know, partly released because of the presence of too much sugar. So it can be, you know, driven by a few different things, but we all know too much sugar is not good. It can increase our weight and even just 
outside of chronic disease, I have seen over and over again how whenever people eat high, and this is common sense, you know this, whenever people eat a highly processed (laughs) diet that has a lot of sugar, which it doesn't even have to be like all sweet things, you guys, like people who, you know, don't eat to promote health probably are eating more sweet things like desserts and candies and sodas and stuff like that. But I'm also talking about just how sugar is added to everything, like ketchup, you know, tomato sauce, pasta sauce, breads, you know, things that just, you don't necessarily think of as being sugary. It's probably still in there a lot of the time. So, you know, you know, if you're eating a lot of heavily processed foods, you're likely eating a lot of sugar, you have brain fog, you don't feel good, you're reduced energy, you're struggling to get off the couch, you just feel swollen and tired and yuck. So just not great. So what if I told you that some of those bad effects of sugar are actually in part due to your gut. We're coming full circle here. So we know that our gut affects every single thing that we do. And so I'm going to talk you guys through kind of how that works with sugar intake, how our bodies respond to sugar, why our bodies crave sugar, all of that. So we're going to dig into a little bit of science here. Shocking, I know. And then we are going to give a summary at the end, like I always like to do of some tips, things to do, what's the net net, all of that. So go with me through this process. I'm going to make it as painless as possible and understandable as possible. If there's any part that you don't understand or that you want me to explain in a different way, definitely reach out. I'm making this for you. I think that science should be accessible to everyone. Everyone has a body and you have a right to understand how it works. So that's where we're going with this. So The organisms in our gut, I want you to think about it. I actually bought my kids this book because I'm a total geek about like the, I have told you guys about like the good tummy bugs with telling my kids, like we have to feed our good tummy bugs too. They make a children's book. I don't remember who they is, but I can send you the link on Amazon. If you want, let me know about like the good guys and the bad guys of your gut, of your microbiome. And I love the gut. Well, I love this book on gut health for kids because it really does a great job explaining it in a way that kids can understand it and relate it back to themselves. And I think even sometimes as adults, we can really benefit in just a really simplified explanation of what's going on and what we can do to help. So you have tummy bugs that crave things like fiber because that's what they eat. They ferment this fiber. And then you have other tummy bugs. And by tummy, I mean large intestine that crave sugar because they are craving sugar because that's what they eat. So you have you know, kind of like dog food and cat food or or like pigs and cows. They eat different foods, just like these different types of organisms. So these organisms, just like any kind of living thing is all about self-promotion and survival. So they want to promote themselves. They want to multiply and expand and grow themselves. So keep that nugget in mind. And then think about what happens like with this war that is waging inside of your large intestine between these sugar cravers and these fiber cravers as they're constantly battling it out 
to see who is going to win and promote themselves more. Okay. Then I want you to take this little nugget away. So there's a book called The Psychobiotic Revolution. It's really good. It's a little technical. So if you're not into all of that, (laughs) maybe don't check it out. But if you are, it's a great read all about how like so psychobiotic is, you know, how our organisms and our gut basically and in our body impact our brain, our psyche. So in that book, it's talking about one of the points that they make is you think that all of your cravings are coming from your head, right? So you're like, oh, I just need stronger willpower. I just need to decide that this is what I'm going to do. And why am I so tempted? And I always cave in. I'm so weak. No, no. Yes. Maybe that's part of it. Like maybe you need to be disciplined. Always part of making change, right? Is being disciplined. But also for every one signal that your brain sends down to your gut, your gut actually sends six signals up to your brain. So who's really driving the ship here, right? Our organisms in our large intestine are making these neurotransmitters that then go up the vagus nerve into the brain. And so going back to the point I was making a minute ago, if those sugar craver guys are taking over, they're like stealing the radio, right? Away from the fiber eaters and sending over like different messages up the radio, up the vagus nerve to your brain. And so that sugar message gets really, really loud. And it can be really, really hard to resist whenever it's just like blasting in your head constantly that that's what you want. So I hope that that like made sense and and was in a way that wasn't too out there for you guys to understand. (laughs) Okay, so along with that, So once this process has already started, like you're, you know, struggling with some of those side effects of having too much sugar, having more processed food, not as much nutrient dense food, you're feeling, you know, brain foggy, you're fatigued, you're feeling sluggish, just kind of down, right. And tired, like not operating at full capacity. Well, you're less likely then to be able to make those nutritious choices. Like you're less able to be disciplined, right? Like we were talking about a minute ago when you're already not operating at full capacity. And so, you know, intuitively we reach for that instant sugar boost because it's highly palatable. It tastes good. And then your body can break down the carbohydrates and get you some energy really, really quickly. But then what happens if you're watching this on YouTube, you're about to see my hands go up and down. Like I'm like, it's riding an ocean wave, right? Like Your body can break down that carbohydrate super fast. You get this big spike of energy, but it's short-lived and it crashes. And then you're looking for your next quick fix. So you have some more, you know, sugar or, you know, fast acting carbs, your body breaks it down and then boom, it crashes. And you're just seeking out like that instant carb burst over and over and over again. And it's partly being driven by those organisms that have taken over your body's communication system. So a more specific way of how this is happening. This is about to get a little bit into the weeds of the science. So just keep, keep going, keep going. We're going to get through it together. So another way that this message is happening in your body, I'm going to give a specific example here is there is a hunger hormone called ghrelin, G-R-E-H-L-I-N, ghrelin kind of sounds like growling. That's how I remembered it in college. I like your stomach is growling with ghrelin because you're hungry. 
Okay. So ghrelin is a hunger hormone made in your stomach. And it tells your brain like, Hey, send down more food. I'm hungry here. Now this is great. Like our bodies need ghrelin to tell us when we're hungry. Ghrelin can actually increase to help promote healing in your digestive tract. It can help promote motility. So if you're struggling with motility issues, you're not hungry anymore because of gut issues, you're struggling with motility issues, constipation, heartburn, reflux, anything like that, you may have a ghrelin problem. It may be too low. That's kind of a later stage of gut issues. So if you're at that point, you've probably experienced everything that I'm about to talk about at an earlier stage. And then it's kind of progressed to this like low ghrelin levels. So, but at first, like if your, your inflammation levels in your gut are inflamed chronically for a period of time, at first it actually increases the production of ghrelin, which increases your appetite even when you don't need food. So this is one way of several, whenever people come to me and say, I've been struggling with gut issues and I packed on 20 pounds in the last year or two, even though I don't feel like I'm really eating that differently. We're going to get into one of those ways in a minute. But another way is if you're eating more, if you just feel hungry all the time, even though you're eating what you've always eaten and like, it's not satisfying like it used to be, or you feel more hungry, it may be this inflammation driven increase in ghrelin. Okay. And the ghrelin, okay, so we're always asking why, right? Like we're always wanting to understand why, but why is the ghrelin elevated due to inflammation? Well, that is partly because of something called LPS or lipopolysaccharide. You've heard me talk about this before in the weight and gut health episode of the podcast. If you haven't listened to that, make sure you go listen and we'll go more into that. That's not the main talk of today's episode. So we're not going to go super into the weeds on that. But this LPS comes from gram negative organisms. So if you remember in chemistry or biology doing like the gram negative, you know, cultures and gram positive cultures on little Petri dishes, go back to that space for a minute. And there are these little endotoxins in the cell walls of these organisms. And so the LPS can get released from the organisms and then that can actually promote an increase in ghrelin. So that imbalance of organisms, right? So we were saying a minute ago, well, those sugar craving organisms have taken over the radio. They're sending up too many messages to your brain to send more sugar. Those same organisms tend to be gram negative. Okay. So whenever you have too many of those gram negative guys, your inflammation levels increase in your gut. It can increase your ghrelin levels and you'll actually feel more physically hungry. Okay. So then what about the rest of our body? Let's zoom back out. We just zoomed into the gut, but let's zoom back out to chronic widespread inflammation with some of those more chronic diseases like we were talking about a minute ago. So science has shown us that those LPSs, lipopolysaccharides, also go into our bloodstream through our small intestine whenever that small intestine lining is broken down. So if you're gut has too much gram negative bacteria. It's producing too much LPS or lipopolysaccharide. That's a toxin, right? So your immune system does what it is great at doing. It wants to protect you against that toxin. So it ramps up. This is what inflammation is. 
your lining of your small intestine gets worn down, that LPS is now coming into your bloodstream and circulating all throughout your entire body. And there's a lot of research actually that shows the connection between LPS and weight. Like I said, I have another podcast episode all about that. So that would be a really great one to go listen to if you want to continue this conversation, but you get the gist, like you have inflammation throughout your body. So that is one way, you know, yes, excess circulating levels of sugar, just from eating too much sugar and too much carbohydrate without other things can directly cause inflammation because you're having an increase in insulin and everything. But another way that you have an increase in inflammation is through the gut mechanism through this LPS and all the inflammation that's caused from dysbiosis or an imbalance of those organisms. That was the science. I hope you hung in through there. If you need to go back and re-listen, definitely go back and re-listen. We're going to go into what to do next, but I just wanted to take a minute and like take a breath. If you guys have questions about anything I went over, let me know. I'm here. I would be so happy to break it down. I know I said that at the beginning of the episode. So, so let's go into where does this leave you? Like great information, Katie. Thank you for breaking down the science. What now? Like, what does that mean? So let's get into a couple of different things that you can be doing to help reduce the risk of your sugar craving tummy bugs taking over the show. (laughs) Before we do that, though, if you've been listening for a while, I want to just thank you for sticking around. If you've shared this with other people, thank you so much for sharing it. If you haven't and you know someone who would enjoy listening to my show, please share it with them. And also, if you haven't left me a review yet, what are you waiting for? Please pause this episode. Go give me a five-star rating wherever you're listening and a quick couple sentence review. It helps me and my show out more than you know, and I am so grateful and appreciative for you doing that. So... Now that you've done that, thank you again. Let's get into what's like the net net (laughs) from all that science. Okay. So the first thing that I would tell you, right, is going into the why, like why is all of this happening? Well, a big driver of this LPS and the sugar cravings and all of that, the excess inflammation is an imbalanced microbiome. Okay. So we want to correct that. (laughs) We need to bring that back into balance in order to like put out the fire. This happens over time. You guys, you're not going to be like taking one bottle of probiotics and be like gold star, check the box. I'm all good. Our microbiome is constantly changing and evolving over time, even over the course of a day, depending on what you're eating, like you'll see shifts in your microbiome. So it's really about like a slow and consistent study approach to shift the environment of your microbiome that's more favorable for those fiber eating guys than the sugar eating guys. And one condition that you have to you know, set in order for the fiber loving guys to thrive is fiber. So if you're not eating enough fiber, the fiber loving organisms aren't going to make it no matter how many probiotics you take, they're not going to stick around. So you've got to make sure that you're eating enough fiber. Start out by just tracking it for a couple of days and see where you're ending up. I think most Americans are eating like 10 to 12 grams of fiber a day. Recommendation is 25 to 35 grams. 
do not go out tomorrow and go from eating 10 grams of fiber a day to 35 grams of fiber a day. You will be miserable. Instead, work to slowly increase your fiber over time. So track where you're at for a couple of days, see where your baseline's at, and just try to slowly increase it over the course of a couple of weeks up to that 25 to 35 gram a day range. Now, if you are a 105 pound female, you may need, you know, closer to the 25 gram range. You know, if you're a 250 pound, like football player, you're probably going to need closer to 35 grams. So play around with the amount, see what works for you. It's not one size fits all. And, you know, I actually just did a post on like, what does a 25 gram fiber a day day look like? It's not something that is necessarily super easy to do without thinking or planning. That's why most Americans aren't getting enough fiber. You really need to think it through research, you know, high fiber foods. What can I be eating, you know, and plan it out and like really come up with a game plan of, okay, how am I going to get this fiber in every single day? You know, you may even consider adding in a fiber supplement if you just aren't able to consistently get that fiber a day because of your digestive symptoms, such as bloating, if you have other things going on that are maybe slower to heal, or even other lifestyle factors. If you're traveling a lot, if you're, you know, up and moving a lot, and it's just not something they're able to consistently do, a fiber supplement, like a sun fiber could be really great. I like sun sun fiber because it's also a prebiotic. So it, you know, feeds those good organisms in a lot of ways. It can help with constipation and diarrhea, and it tends to be less bloating than some other types of fiber. Chia seeds, ground flax seeds, stuff like that are your friends too. They pack a powerful punch of fiber in a really small serving size. So, you know, you're not having to eat like five bell peppers. (laughs) a day, avocados, kiwi, stuff like that can be really helpful too. So just be strategic with, with that fiber and just start thinking about how can I create an environment where these good guys that are going to reduce inflammation, how they're going to thrive. Okay. So that's tip one. Tip two is work to reduce the inflammation in your gut and throughout the body. So on the tip one, you're creating a good environment for those good guys to thrive and they will help to bring down the inflammation over time as well. But there's other things that you can be doing that pair up really well with the nutrition side of things. So that is, you know, if you're working with a pro like myself, we're able to do, you know, be really strategic with this. But if you're doing this on, on your own for right now, look at other lifestyle things like sleep quality, stress management, and even micronutrient levels. If your body has suboptimal nutrient levels, it is inflamed. It's struggling. It's not firing on all cylinders. So eating a whole foods diet can help with that as well. But if you have like some genetic predispositions for, you know, certain nutrient struggles, stuff like that, it may be worth looking into for you. So those are the two biggest things I want you to work on right now by working to rebalance your microbiome, lower your inflammation levels, Those are going to play off of each other and they'll actually end up working more synergistically than either thing on their own. And they'll end up having more of an exponential effect on your health. So if all of this sounded Greek to you and you're maybe more confused or overwhelmed than you were, that was not my goal. I hope that you can at least write down one action tip that you can start doing today to start making progress. If you are tired of trying to do one thing at a time, slowly trying to figure it out, trying to tape and patch together a plan, 
What are you waiting for? I'm here. I am really great at this. And I would love to talk with you about getting some progress at a faster pace than you've been able to get to on your own. Okay. It's my specialty. So all you have to do is click on the program video link in the show notes here to learn more about my gut rehab program. Go fill out the short application and set up some time for us to hop on a free call and we can talk more about what your gut rehab journey might look like. As always, if you have any questions, feel free to send me a message. I'm here to support you however I can. Your health matters. Your health is important to me. It should be important to you. And having thriving, beautiful health will have a positive impact on the world. So that's all. Thank you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening to the entire episode. I hope you are feeling inspired and empowered to take bold action towards your health goals. If you enjoy what you heard, don't forget to follow my show so you never miss a new episode. And it would mean the world to me if you left me or with you so others knew what to expect from my show. Last, get in touch. Let me know what bold action you're taking. Let me know how you're inspired. Follow me on Instagram at the underscore healthy gut underscore dietitian. I've put a link in my show notes for you so you can simply click and follow. Come say hi. I respond to all my messages and I can't wait to get in touch.